Hello and welcome to the Daily Royal. My name is Shelby and I have been a royal watcher for the past 10 years. In this podcast, I talk about the daily events of seven of the European monarchies. So I talk about Belgium, the UK, Denmark, the Netherlands, Norway, Spain, and Sweden. I upload Monday through Friday with occasional bonus episodes here and there. Today we are going to be talking about all of the events from Wednesday, November 3rd of 2021. Hey, three days in a row. This is going great. I guess technically it's four, but like of November. (laughs) Uh, This is going great. I don't know, right? It's a little later than I would like. Typically I like to start recording by like 6.30. It's 7, but you know, it's okay. Uh, We're recording, so there's that. I was not convinced it was going to happen earlier in the day, but we got there. Uh, So today was a slightly busy day. I'm not going to say it was the busiest day, but we did have, we have some things to talk about. Um, So we are just going to jump right in with the British royal family. The United Kingdom. Today was day three of the COP26 UN climate summit thing. Um, I just call it COP26, but I think it's like the UN Council on Climate of Participants. And I think those participants are like participants of the Paris Climate Agreement. I think. I'm not 100% sure on that one, though. Um, So... Today, the Prince of Wales is the only member of the British royal family who had any events taking part in COP, uh, but also just like any events. Um, I expect the rest of the week is very much going to be focused on COP and like what Charles is doing up in Glasgow. So today, he wasn't um, taking part in like the conference conference. He was taking part in um, like... This is so hard to explain. Okay, so when big conferences like this happen, there are other things that happen simultaneously that relate back to the big conference, but are not the conference. So today at, um, I think it's an art museum in Glasgow, there were a bunch of different exhibits going on focused on sustainability. So that is where Charles spent most of his day. So in the morning, he, um, to start off, he got to see the new um, McLaren Formula E car. So if you remember back in probably August, possibly September. Um, <laughs> I The Dutch royal family went to a Formula One race, the like Dutch Grand Prix or whatever it is. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. I'm going to watch what I thought was a documentary about Formula One on Netflix because like I had some time to kill. It was something new and different. Okay. Well, the, what I thought was a documentary turned out to be like a four part four season something that is going to have more seasons based on formula one driving, uh, and the races and the series and like the years. So I watched all of it because of course I did. 
I did not know that there was also Formula E, which is Formula One, but for electric cars. And now I'm going to go down a whole new rabbit hole um, because of course I am. So McLaren is a British company uh, and is sometimes a good, I don't know their Formula E status, but Formula One racing, they're like, they're good. They're not great. Although I do think they have uh, Fernando Alonso, which is like a big deal. I think. I'm not sure if he races with them. Um, you guys, when I say I got invested, I got very invested. Like, very. Like, problematically invested. Okay. Um, so, today, Charles was able to see that car. Um, it looks very cool. It looks like a monster car, which I'm confused about just by, like, looking at the Formula E website. Like, it looks nothing like what I thought it would, um, but maybe that's what the new cars are going to look like for the upcoming season. I don't know. Um, so anyway, he met with like the, the team, uh, McLaren team director or whatever. Uh, I think it's like the CEO of McLaren racing or something like that. Um, and a couple of like drivers and techs and things like that. So that's kind of cool. Um, so that was his first event. And then also today he attended the delivery, or actually he delivered the first, um, let me make sure I have the name right, the Terra Carta, Terra Carta Seal Awards. So a Terra Carta, Terra Carta, I'm never going to get that right because it makes me want to say Terracotta, which is like the name of a a clay material. Um, so the Terra Carta seal is basically a seal of approval um, for companies that have a proven at this point commitment to um, creating sustainability within their company. So he delivered the first round of those. Um, that is from the Sustainable Markets Initiative. Um, kind of conversation. Sometimes it's really hard. And this is something that I may like make an infographic or something about to help us all kind of navigate this. But like Charles has a lot of different pots going and it's hard for me to know exactly like which ones go where. Um, so I think this is with Sustainable Markets Initiative, but like, again, it's all kind of tied together through Charles, but also like its own separate entities. So I, I'm not entirely sure. Um, so that was his second event. And then he also in the evening attended um, a exhibition focused on um, it. So it's an installation of Stella McCartney fashion. Um, so... Stella McCartney, a brand slash person, um, is a fashion designer who is very sustainably minded and has been for years, um, like very intensely, um, just one of the go-to for sustainability. Um, so the whole exhibit is to encourage the discovery and creation of a more sustainable fashion brand industry, um, to really help 
promote those ideas. Also, randomly at this exhibition, but not so randomly if you consider all the factors, but the Prince of Wales met Leonardo DiCaprio, which is this bizarre, like, what is going on world. Um, Leonardo DiCaprio is a very pro-environment person, a uh, public persona, so that makes sense to me, but just, like, very bizarre. Um, <laughs> so that was all that happened today. Um, I think he probably is still scheduled for events tomorrow. I am so disappointed that they're just, like, not sharing what's happening ahead of time. Like, I don't know what to expect tomorrow. Um, it just bothers me a little bit. Um, so anyway, that is what was going on in the British royal family. So now we are going to go ahead and move on to Denmark. Denmark. In Denmark, there were quite a few events today, um, most of them, again, relating back to the Nordic Council, um, which Denmark is hosting. So, like I mentioned in yesterday's episode, the royal family will have some involvement um, just because they are the host country and therefore um, typically when host countries are involved, the royal families, heads of state, etc., come, like, the most public people of the country make appearances for this kind of stuff. Um, so, first, Queen Margrethe held a audience with the Secretary General of NATO, or the North Atlantic Treaty Organization. Um, so, one, he is the former Prime Minister of Norway, um, and therefore part of the Nordic world. Um, and two, he is the guest lecture speaker, whatever it's called, um, at a Nordic council. I don't really know, but he is coming to give a keynote, um, to the council about ongoing, um, more military issues. So just a, a quick refresher. Um, the North Atlantic Treaty Organization was created after the Second World War that basically said all of these countries came together um, and said, if you attack one of us, we attack you. Like, all of us attack you back, um, which has been very complicated, um, you know, specifically when the U.S. decided to go to war in Iraq. Um, it wasn't as complicated in Africa. Afghanistan. Um, that was a little easier, but in Iraq, it was very complicated. Um, and it, it certainly has its complications, but like at the end of the day, it's part of what's keeping our world semi-peaceful. Um, so it is a alliance of countries, but it's mostly military based, um, for the most part, not completely, but for the most part. Um, so that is a little background there. So he was there for that. And then after, um, that audience, Queen Margrethe hosted a reception for the leaders of all of the Nordic countries, 
um, where she gave a speech focused on the cooperation that is really just ingrained in the Nordic people. Um, it just so the Nordic Council has been in existence for close to 50 years, close to 60 years, I guess. It was like 1950-something, either 52 or 56. I don't remember exactly. And when in her speech, Margaretha talked about how this was just like a natural, oh, of course, we should actually form something legitimate out of this um, because their histories are so rooted together, their cultures are so similar, Um And so she talked about that. She also talked about how the Nordic countries are really making a push to be the, like, most sustainable quickly, which I don't understand how they're not already. Um, Maybe they are. It's just, like, not an official title given. Um, But I just want to, like, very quickly say um, these world leaders, like, the prime ministers of Norway, etc., in Denmark, like, are these people not tired? Not all of them were at G20. In fact, I don't know if any of them were at G20. But, like, then we had, so we had G20, and then we had COP, and now we have the Nordic Council going on. Um, I'm tired, and I'm just watching these things happen. <laughs> like, it's just been a marathon of five days of, like, global leaders all coming together. Um, I don't know. It's just, that's a lot to me, but this is why I'm not cut out to be a world leader. (laughs) Like, this is why I cannot be a politician. Um, So those were the two events that Queen Margrethe had. And then at the same, well, today, Crown Prince Frederick attended food talks. So this, I think, is just conveniently happening at the same time as Nordic Council. Um, but it's really cool because there's like all this international presence right now. Um, and so food, food talk is hosted by food nation, which is a private public partnership in Denmark. Um, so Denmark has a lot of these like private companies partnering with the government to make Denmark a better place. Um, so food nation is part of that. Um, and what they really focus on is promoting Denmark as a sustainable food producer, Um, because they are doing things sustainably because they're Denmark. Um, and they, as small as as they are, do their part to make sure the world is okay. Um, again, I just want to quickly say, I don't think that Denmark and Scandinavia and Nordic life is a perfect utopia. It just certainly seems better (laughs) than what I live in. So I idealize it a lot. And I know that. Um, but like, if you live in those countries, I understand that you guys all have your problems as well. Um, but just, just know that you are doing so much better for the world, for, for like, your countries are doing so much better for you than is happening in a lot of other places. Um, so, He took part in that. He gave a speech talking about Food Nation. Um, I think he's patron or 
something for for the organization. Um, so he was talking about that. So those were the events today from the Danish royal family, at least that I have found. Um, sometimes they have some like unannounced things, but like there's nothing on the calendar and there's nothing on their social media. So this is where we're at. Um, so that is what was going on there. So now let's go ahead and move on to the Netherlands. The Netherlands. The day I have been talking about all week for the Dutch royal family has finally happened. I feel like it was a big buildup for like what the day actually was. It feels like a really big buildup. And maybe that's my fault. Like maybe I built it up. And then I was let down. That sounds like a me problem. But anyway, um, today King Willem Alexander and Queen Maxima were in Dubai in the United Arab Emirates um, for the World Expo of 2020, which is basically a collective um, expo focusing on all the countries of the world and like some of the coolest things that come out of those countries. Um, and it's a way, it's almost a way to travel the whole world. It's like Epcot on steroids. No, I don't know. I've never been to Epcot, but like, that's what I imagine. It's like Epcot gives you a little glimpse into certain countries. And so, so does a world expo. Like it gives you a little glimpse into what's going on. Um, but it's like a much bigger glimpse than you would get at Epcot. Also probably a little more authentic. Um, no offense if you love Epcot. Sorry. Probably just really offended a lot of people. Um, I've never been, so I'm going to claim ignorance on that. Um, <laughs> anyway, so today, um, they actually started by visiting a, um, a company called Pure Harvest in Abu Dhabi, which is like the biggest city in Dubai, um, at least I think, and... Um, so Pure Harvest is really cool in that in the middle of the desert, which the UAE is literally a desert, it has manufactured water, um, but like it is literally a desert, they have the ability to grow fresh produce sustainably, like without dead, like without horribly ruining the environment, um, which is amazing. So first they visited that, uh, they learned about that model and like what was going on there. Um, and then they, had, they moved over to the expo. So King Willem Alexander opened the ex, uh, the pavilion focused on the Netherlands. Um, the Dutch pavilion is what it's called. They toured the Dutch pavilion, um, and then toured the United Arab Emirates pavilion, um, as well. Now, here's why I'm saying this felt like such a buildup is because, like, in, again, the bubble world of royal things that I follow, this felt like it was going to be a huge deal. You know, they're going all the way to Dubai and, like, <laughs> the 
in reality part of it was like, cool, here are their two events that they took on in Dubai. Um, I'm not even really sure they talked about the meetings that happened yesterday. I did see maybe they put like up an Instagram story about the arrival yesterday, but like that was it. Um, I don't know. It just felt like a huge buildup for not much. Um, yeah, so, like, on their Facebook feed, they don't have anything about the arrival, um, and they didn't have anything on the, like, write-up of the event either, at least to my knowledge. But I'll check just in case, because I don't want to be wrong. Uh, that would be, that would be bad. Um, all past activities, okay. Yeah, nope. Mm -mm. Nope. Nothing. Nothing, nothing, nothing. Uh, King Will Alexander did give a speech in English, so that's always lovely. Um, he focused a lot on the... Um, similarities between the two countries, even though you would think it these two countries are nothing alike, which I'm still not sure that this proves that they are, but I understand the concept that he's trying to make, the point. Um, so anyway, that is what was going on today in the Netherlands. Like I said, I'm a little disappointed with like the buildup that I felt like was going on, only to have this. But anyway, um, so with that, we are going to go ahead now and move over to the Norwegian royal family. Norway. In Norway today, there was technically a few events, but they're all related. Like, these are two related events. Um, so today, Crown Prince Akun visited a couple of companies that are very focused on technology um, and mostly technology. So first he visited a company called AutoStore, um, which is a robot company that produces robots for warehouses. Um, so like the robots that pick things off the inventory shelves and bring them and box them. I don't know if they box them, but that's what I like to imagine. Um, you know, get them boxed and shipped out, you know, from a warehouse. Um, I don't know how accurate any of that is. It's just what I imagine in my mind is like robotics grabbing the item, putting the item in a box, and all of that. I don't think it all does that, but they are warehouse designed robots that help with uh, efficiency. Um, so that was the first part of his day. Um, and then he also vi visited a public library in the town of Hogsund, um, or Hegsund, where, which hosted the Girl Tech Fest, um, which is where fifth graders from this town or area, um, are able to go and learn more about technology, like professions, what technology can do, um, and, um, like 
help prepare them for a potential career in technology if they're interested. Um, to also promote like women making it normal for women in tech um, because that's not always a normal thing. Uh, so it also just like gives a sense of normalcy to that, which is super duper important. Um, so those were his two events today. Um, I do think we have a couple more things going on. Oh, I think tomorrow's like a big day. Yeah, tomorrow's a big day in Norway, kind of. When I say big, I mean like it's an important day, but it's not like a, you know, an international visitor or anything. Like they're not going anywhere. There is an international person coming to visit them. Um, so there will be events related to that. Um, so anyway, that is what was going on in Norway. So now let's go ahead and move over to the Spanish royal family. Spain. All right, we are finishing off this episode with the Spanish royal family. Um, today, like I mentioned yesterday, King Felipe did have a couple of events. Um, less than I thought, but I don't know. I don't know what's going on. I thought he was doing like a couple events a day. The event that I thought was happening today was not happening today. I am all sorts of confused, which I don't understand because like I have it all written down and somehow I am still confused on what's going on. Welcome to my life this week. Um, so anyway, King Felipe had two different events this morning, th today at least. Um, first, he met with the governing board of the National Police, uh, which is focusing on current operations, ongoing operations, um, and just like experiences of the last, I guess, almost two years now. Holy moly. Um, so the National Police is exactly what it sounds like. It is a police force for all of Spain. Um, when you go to the police academy, like you go to the Policia Nacional Police Academy um, and you basically then can be a police officer anywhere. There are cities that still have like their own police force, like Madrid has a police force, and uh, but this is like the national one. Um, and they were primarily responsible for a lot of things during the pandemic, um, specifically enforcement of any COVID restrictions, um, which was challenging to say the least. Um, there was a lot of thing go things going on there. But um, also, I mean, they have ongoing operations, of course, things they're trying to prevent, um, things they're trying to learn what's going on. Um, so this was just like an update to the king kind of day. Um, so that was his first event. And then he also held a meeting with the board of the Pro Royal Spanish Academy or Pro Real. Um, Pro... Pro... Found Ria Foundation. I don't know. Anyway, it's the Royal Spanish Academy, um, which really focused on the needs in the academic world of Spain. Um, so that was that. They don't give a ton of details on these board meetings that they preside over. Obviously, this, well, again, not obviously, but this means to me uh, that King Felipe is like honorary president, which makes sense because it's the Royal Spanish Academy. 
So that is what was going on um, for King Felipe in Spain. And then we get to Paraguay where Queen Letizia is currently on a cooperation visit. So I want to talk very quickly about yesterday because she did arrive literally as I was recording this. I got off right after she, like, I started watching the live feed right after she got off the plane. So I, like, went back a few seconds so I could see the whole thing. <laughs> the journalists that were covering this were, like, legitimately shocked that she wasn't dressed up. And I don't know if it was, like, legitimate or if it was, like, a cultural joke thing. But, like, the way the Spanish media is reporting on it is, like, they were a little offended. I don't know how true that is. I knew she was going to come off that plane in her red vest. Like, I knew the cooperation vest is more than likely what was coming down the stairs of the plane. Um, like, <laughs> watching the feed, they didn't know to follow her body down the stairs because they didn't think it was her, which I found hilarious, by the way. Um, again, I personally, I'm not Spanish. I'm not from Paraguay. I don't have any real opinions on this. I knew what she was going to wear because it's a pandemic and this is what's happening right now. Um, they, the whole world thinks otherwise. But anyway, um, so that was there an hour ahead of me. Um, in Paraguay. So right now it's 730 here. So it's 830 there. Um, so most of the things have happened. So today she started by taking part in a meeting at the Office of Cooperation, um, which is hosted by the Spanish Association for Cooperation, um, International Cooperation. And then she traveled down to a, another part of the country. Um, where she took part in like several different events throughout the day. So first she visited a women's healthcare center, um, and that was really focused on, um, specifically the visit was focused on the research in, um, all women's health, but like there were a lot of signs and a lot of focus on breast cancer specifically now that we have just left breast cancer awareness month, um, and other kinds of like ailments that affect primarily women only. Um, I, I do know that men can also have breast cancer. Um, but I just want to generally speaking, it is women. Um, that is not a majority, like I think majority speaking it is women, but men also can get it. Um, I just want to throw that out there. Um, but they also talked about other issues affecting women's health in Paraguay. Um, she also visited what the, the country calls a workshop school, which is very similar to like a trade school, um, where different trades are being taught. So she visited like a culinary program, a hospitality program, possibly an electrician program, um, at this school and then took pictures, um, and got like a really cute, tiny little bouquet of, um, it literally had three flowers in it. It was like a red flower, a yellow flower, and then something white, um, which I just thought was really cute and sweet. Um, so I thought that was great. Um, and then she also, uh, what I thought was, we'll talk about this in just a second. So what I thought was when I was writing this outline, the final stop of the day was to the Jesuit missions of, I think Jesus and Trinidad, 
or Jesus in Trinidad, I'm not sure, um, that have recently been declared, or not recently, literally when I was born, um, UNESCO World Heritage Sites, um, and like were part of the restoration process in uh, collaboration with AECID, which is the Spanish Association for Cooperation. Um, so they were able to take those on and really help restore them and make sure they were no longer um, decrepit. So that is what I thought was the last event. And then I literally just logged on to Twitter um, or saw that like there was a notification on Twitter. So let me quickly just read this um, and see if I can make any sense of it. Uh, various So it looks like this evening she had like a meeting reception kind of thing. Again, she is going to get super criticized for being underdressed, um, which like honest opinion, I kind of agree in this situation because like the people she is talking to are in not super nice dress, but like She's sitting there in super casual clothes with a red vest, which is fine, but, like, everyone else is dressed fairly nice, um, because they're meeting a queen and she's super cash. I know that that's the expectation, like, I know that that's what she's gonna wear, but I'm just gonna say, girl, wear a dress, like, doesn't even have to be a fancy dress, just wear a dress for this, um, but she met with, um, employees of Spanish cooperation that are in country, um, as well as citizens who are collaborating. At least I think, um, this tweet is not super definitive and maybe these are all Spaniards who are working with Spanish cooperation. Um, I don't know. It's hard to tell, but, um, and of course Casa Real's website is not completely updated yet because it's, uh, I don't know, midnight, 1.30 in the morning over there, something like that. So that's not updated yet, but um, that's okay. So if there is more to talk about with this event tomorrow, I certainly will. Um, but as of right now, that is where we are going to finish this episode off. Um, and so with that, I will end this here. Please check out all the things, thedailyroyal.com, The Daily Royal on Instagram, shop The Daily Royal on Etsy, like and review this podcast wherever you are listening, and I will talk to you all tomorrow. Have a fantastic Thursday. Bye.